Let's start the third episode here. So this topic is the topic of Asher Yotzar, a remarkable bracha. I actually just I thought this was really special because today we are learning. I did bring our Asher Yotzar, which is Autumn's father's upon the Shleishim. And we still have it outside our bathroom. I took it off the wall to to uh, to, to think it should be Lenin Nishmas Zev Ben Moshe, and uh, a person who appreciated the small things in life, appreciated the goodness in life, and um, it's a, it's very special that this should be the, the shit that we're learning about this. So this is a remarkable bracha, folks. This is a bracha at best that we get while while, while we're walking, right? It's a it's a we, it's one of those brachas we kind of s- slot into our day. And it's the most profound bracha. It's, it's, it's such an important bracha. When does one say Asher Yotzar? So the first thing one should be doing it is um, when, when one wakes up, Modiani. One leaves and goes to the bathroom. Then one, go, one does an Nitzilas Sudaim and, and says, the, does the bracha Nitzilas Sudaim and Asher Yotzar as well afterwards. Now, should it be said at home or shul? Same debate as des, uh, described beforehand as to whether it should be done in shul or in or, or, or at home, um, the Arach HaShulchan is preferable to do it at home when one has gone to the bathroom. One should just need enough of a spot or space of mind to be able to do it properly. Um, what, what about the rest of the day? So the truth is, is that Ashiyotar is a unique bracha. In that, it frames the day. You say at the beginning when one, goes, when one wakes up in the morning and says uh, Ashiyotar, but the rest of the day, there's multiple opportunities to do that when one goes to the restroom um, um, the rest of the day. How much must one uh, go to the bathroom for? To necessitate uh, Shayatza. So the uh, Arach HaShulchan says, even one drop. This is because if a person would not be able to, to emit even one drop, the pain, the agony, and the pressure that a person would go through, we know. We know this is how, how dependent and how fragile the human condition is. That's why we thank HaKosh Baruch for everybody. What happens if one forgot to say it? So one was in a rush, and one knows one did not say it. So one is still able to say it. One's still reflecting and, and benefiting from the experience of having been able to go to the bathroom. But let's say one's already in the next step where one already needs the bathroom again. Right? So one remembers one needs to say Ashiyatza because one needs the bathroom again. So the, the halacha says the person should go to the bathroom and say one Ashiyatza. There's an opinion one says it twice because the, the two experiences, we do not follow that opinion in the halacha. The Shulchan actually says you say it twice. We Paskin, generally speaking, late, the, the later post Kim Sabir Kiyosef says you only say it once at that point in time. And certainly if one has already gone to the bathroom a second time, one only says it once as well. What happens if one does not know if one said the bracha? Okay, so one cannot remember in this case, the Beis Yosef, Rav Yosef Karo says in such a situation you, you do say it, but generally speaking we pass again that one would not say it in a case when one is in doubt. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is more complex because this is a more complex bracha um, uh, as well. Now what is this bracha? What is interesting is the Shulchan Aruch very rarely does this, but the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah in this case actually explain the bracha. Now, the Shulchan is not in the way of Pirush Amelos. The Shulchan does not go and explain every detail. But this bracha, the Shulchan goes out of its way to talk about it, which is why it's important for us to appreciate this. Here's what the Shulchan says. This is Rav Yosef Karo and it, with additions of Rav Moshe Islas at the end. He says, um, When a person leaves the house of the chair, that is the, that is the euphemism for the bathroom. That a person was created with, we bless Hashem that he was, a human being was created with wisdom. The creation of the human being is with unbelievable wisdom. It's like the human body is seen as like sort of this sack of air, this container of air with many holes. That the Chachma wasn't even in the creation of human being, but was creating, creating the wherewithal 
in order that, for us to survive in that environment. We have many apertures, whether it be those used for intake or outtake in the body. And there are many limbs. means to say empty. So many of the organs have to have, uh, absorb things, whether it be blood, whether it be air, whether it be um, certain, uh, certain nutrients that are being processed or meta- metabolized. If one of them closes up, so, let's say that, and he's using it as the mouth now, but we know, to, we, we, we know today as an example, the, the, let's say the ventricles of the heart, which are, which, in which there is a hole. And upon, upon emergence into the world, the, the hole closes, the heart starts, and the blood starts pumping around the baby's body in its own system, not as part of the mother's system. If that, if that were not to be the case, my, my nephew was born in such a situation, there's not much time, time, time for life. Hashem uh, and those kind of operations are performed. Thank God we live in a time when these kind of things can can be done to say to say these children. But Shachas is not a very long time before uh, before we, we as a very dependent you being that falls apart. Um, and the limbs, the chalulim, shem lo yaniftach echad mehem lo yevshalis kaim afilo shachas. One of them full, uh, has a, has a hole. It's not a very long time before a person's in 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 desperate need of help. Vo'odish lefarish, and he goes on to say, there's more to explain. Again, this you would think this is a pure shasidur. It's not. It's the shulchan aruch. Because Rabbi Yosef talking about halacha. We have to wonder why he's doing this. We'll come back to it in a second. Shegvul yesh laadam that a person has boundaries. Shecholim yecholim nekavav lisasem v'loyamus. There's an amount of time that it, that a person can have a blockage and it won't and it won't die. Once that boundary is passed, that, that, uh, that benchmark, the person is not at the wherewithal to stand in front of Hashem. So a lot of these, a lot of the holes and a lot of the apertures relate to the process of digestion, right? A lot of, it, a lot of our body is the digestive tract. Right, so that's why we said when we go to the bathroom, which means to say the bathroom is the opportunity to recognize this whole process is working. So if a person were to have a blockage, or um, and, uh, then one would not be able to go to the bathroom, that relates directly to going to the bathroom now as well. We end with the statement Rafaikol Basar of Aflila Sois, Al Shemal Kovim Shiboraboy, Vohitse Psolis Maharolo, Shimis Apesh Babet and Yomis, which means to say, why do we say Rafaikol Basar of Aflila Sois? Hashem is healing us. Does that mean to say we're all sick? The answer is yes. If the body were not to be able to, uh, to push out that which is unnecessary, we would be sick and die. If the kidneys were not, were, were not processing, there would be a buildup of potassium in the heart and the heart would stop. It's not a very long process before a person dies if one part of the body is not operating correctly. And is wondrous in doing. Now, more of a rudimentary example about sort of the emitting of air if a person is, is punctured. The Ramah adds one extra line in the last line. What's the mafli? What's the wonder? He says when you put a spiritual and a physical entity into one compartment and you allow and you tether them together. Why should a human being not just be a gorilla? Why should a, the spirit reside in such a, a rudimentary platform? That is 
in fact, the, 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 the ones that we're talking about over here. I'd like to just uh, take a step backwards and notice a very interesting observation about this whole business, and that is, is that there's no other bracha in the entirety of our day, or perhaps our curriculum of brachas, where we talk about doing it in front of the throne of God. Think about that for a moment, right? You know, it, it's, it's such a profound e expression that you say to Hashem, that you say, What I mean, like, you know, maybe this is the Yom Kippur bracha. Here we go. God, I did it. <laughs> I, I want to tell you I did it. And I, that, this, is, this is the moment where a person, where a person this profound, basic appreciation of, of, the, of the workings of the body, whether it be the spiritual, physical connection, whether it be the, the basics of the body working itself. Uh -huh. Just, to, just to, to, to appreciate this in a deeper sense. Says the Orach HaShulchan, in commenting on this again, he says, this bracha doesn't make sense. This is not a bracha that, that, on the one hand, we say at the beginning of the day. On the other hand, we say it based on, uh, on experience. What type of bracha? How do you categorize this? Is this a birkas anenin? Is it because of the benefit that I'm getting from it? Is it a birkas amitzah? Well, how do you categorize this bracha? Says the Archashokan, with us, we close today. He says, birkas asheyotzar, mishunais mikola brachas. It's different to any other bracha that we have. Normally, a bracha relates to the actual item that it's talking about. I'm about to eat bread. I say, Hashem, you created bread. That's relating to what I'm, uh, what I'm doing. This bracha is longer. Right? If you think about it, we don't even talk about going to the bathroom in it. We talk about the body as a, as a whole. Now, this is his own suggestion. In the 1800s, Rav Epstein is suggesting... Uh, this is my insight into what, we, what we're supposed to be doing in the morning. I believe this is the truth. They didn't mention the going to the bathroom. For one reason, it's not really respectful just to talk about the process of going to the bathroom, which we just finished. But, oh, but another reason is, if you're going to talk about this being a bracha on pleasure, it's not really possible. Surely a person has benefit and feels um, better after having gone to the bathroom. Usually, we say bracha before we imbibe or enjoy it. So I'm about to eat, I say the bracha before I'm about to do this. Um, and we can't do this with, with uh, shayatzad. Let's say I'm about to eat an apple. So I say, Bore Priya eats. I can choose to put that apple into my mouth. Mm -hmm. So I have the full control of that experience. But this actually is involuntary. This is something which is necessarily pre-programmed. The body is allowing us to do this. Really, he says, perhaps it might be more like the Birkas Hashacha, which is about the way the world operates. And it should have been enough once a day. What is this bracha about? It's about the creation of the human being. So when do we recognize the creation and the, the fact that the human body works is when we see it doing one of its basic operations. And that's why the Shulchan goes to so much length to explain this bracha. Why does he have to do this? Which they don't do anywhere else. Because they're trying to explain this bracha is not just just about going to the bathroom, but it's about our very existence. Just to put these things into perspective, this is not just about holes and holes. When, when they mapped out the human genome, right, published in 2001, when it was published in Science and Nature, uh, in Scientific American and, and, and Nature, they, they, the remarkable work which took well over a decade of work to do and the, the planning, 
And they found that in fact that the only amount of encoding DNA is so little compared to what they call the junk DNA. If you're to imagine it as an as a, as a, as a overpass between the North America and, uh, and, uh, and Europe, as an overpass, the amount of space of encoding DNA is amount to the, perhaps the longest of the Galapagos Islands. That's in terms of the, the distance. That's the amount that we knew and w worked out what it was doing. The rest was just junk. It wasn't encoding. But then human beings realize a little bit later that actually it does do a lot of things. It's not encoding proteins, but it, perhaps it's helping perhaps as regulators. Perhaps it's, uh, it, 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 uh, some of it will be silences. So slowly we start understanding the body's much more complex, even in today's day and age. Suddenly we realize the body is much more complex. When we say Asher Yatsar, it's the, the further we delve into science and appreciation of the complexity of the human body, suddenly we have a, an opportunity a few times a day to reflect on that. That's the uniqueness of this bracha. Is the moment when it is working is to notice it, which is why there are many who say that it in fact is a segula. People are looking for segulas all the time. What can I do? What can I say? Focus on our shiatsar. Stop walking. Say it. Actually think about it for 20 seconds. It takes maybe what? Six times a day is 20 seconds. That's the amount of time it takes to be able to ensure and appreciate our very existence as well. With this we close the third episode.